0: You're listening to Off the Blue with Chris Lewis, part of the Bronco Sports Podcast Network, powered by Learfield IMG College.
1: Welcome to the brand new Off the Blue podcast. It's a part of the Bronco Sports Podcast Network and powered by Learfield IMG College. I'm your host, Chris Lewis. I'm a play-by-play voice for Boise State, handling women's basketball and Olympic sports like soccer, volleyball, gymnastics, and softball, while also being a fill-in for football and men's basketball. I've hosted a daily sports talk radio show and the football post-game show for six years. You can find me on Twitter with the handle at ChrisLewisTweet. Off the Blue is a podcast that's multiple times per week, diving into the news and analysis surrounding Boise State Athletics while also featuring interviews with all types of members of Bronco Nation, past and present. So make sure to subscribe, like, rate, review the Bronco Sports Podcast Network on any and all of your favorite podcast devices. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Coming up on today's show... It's the biggest game of the season to this point, and let's be real, might be for the rest of the year. Boise State against the number nine team in the country, BYU. A battle of two ranked teams, and we dive into a preview. All that to come on this episode of Off the Blue with Chris Lewis. Let's start with some news. It's the biggest game of the season to this point for Boise State football, facing the number nine BYU Cougars, a rivalry and two teams without a loss to this point this season. It should be a fun matchup. And unlike the first home game for Boise State a couple of weeks ago against Utah State that was played in front of no fans, the Boise State football squad will be able to have about 1,000 fans at Albertson Stadium for the Friday night game against the Cougars. That's after Central District Health approved of their petition for an exemption of the gathering of that size in Ada County. According to the Idaho Press, Boise State plans to allow parents, 235 members of the band and cheer squad, and 500 students into the game. Those admitted will need to have a negative PCR COVID test prior to entry and will be required to wear masks and social distance while inside the stadium. Boise State requested that exemption for the other two remaining home games, the 12th of November against Colorado State, the 28th against San Jose State, where the board wanted to hear feedback from this BYU game before committing to the final two home games. So that's perhaps good news for Boise State football, although not all news this week was great news. We had mentioned on the last episode of Off the Blue that the TV cameras spotted Boise State defensive end Dimitri Washington on the cart in the game against Air Force. Coach Brian Harson had an update Tuesday morning on the status of the Boise State defensive end.
2: One personnel uh, situation from the game, Dimitri Washington was injured in the game. Um, he actually has an MRI today, so I don't know the entire diagnosis, uh, but he will be out the rest of the season. And we will get more information on exactly what that is.
1: So that's unfortunate for the Boise State defense and Dimitri Washington. The redshirt junior was on track to be one of the higher profile players on the Bronco defense last year. 34 tackles, four and a half sacks, five and a half tackles for a loss. And keep in mind, that was all as a backup to Curtis Weaver, who turned out to be an NFL draft pick. Up next on that DN spot on the depth chart is Shane Irwin, who had a pretty good game against Air Force, second on the team in tackles last week with eight. Washington wasn't the only absence in that game against Air Force, and Coach Harson provided a mini-update on the status of the rest of the guys.
2: Should have J.L. back. You know, he was uh, obviously out this last game. J.L., Tyreek Jones, uh, those guys, and then everybody else – that's been a little bit banged up is healing up and, and fully expect those guys to be prepared to play or some game time decisions that way but
1: last note coming out of the air force game avery williams was named the mountain west special teams player of the week for avery that's the fourth time he's taken home that weekly special teams honor that's what happens when you have another kick return for a touchdown this one of 88 yards We'll get back to football in a second, but we'll round out the news with some hoops. And whenever you see your name next to the Dr. Julius Irving, you know you must be primed for a pretty big year. Boise State registered senior Derek Alston Jr. was named to the 2021 Julius Irving Small Forward of the Year Award watch list. Alston is one of 20 players across the country that's on this preseason watch list. D.A. led the Broncos in scoring and assists last year, 17 points a game and three assists per contest. And in the COVID era, where everything seems to be changing, more information to come later on updates surrounding the Boise State basketball schedule. Those are the big news stories of the week from Bronco Athletics. Time to go into a preview of Boise State and BYU. College football playoff? Heisman Trophy finalist, first-round draft pick, biggest game in decades. Those are the kind of conversations that are coming out of Provo heading into this game against Boise State. That's what makes the 11th meeting all-time between these two rivals one of the most highly anticipated games going in. Unlike the Mountain West, BYU had an early start to their season. And coach Kalani Sitake has his Cougars coming into this game a perfect 7 and 0. And when you've played that many games without a loss, especially in this environment of college football that we've had in 2020, you're going to be pretty high in the rankings and in both polls the Cougars are number 9. Typically one of the big talking points for BYU football is their schedule. And in a normal year, their schedule sort of sits like this at the beginning of the season. They have a lot of their Power Five opponents, as those Power Five conferences are yet to head into their league play. BYU usually has more of their non-Power Five opponents at the end of their schedule when conference play is much more intertwined. The unique thing about this season is a lot of the major conferences and smaller conferences for that matter aren't playing a lot of non-league games. So for BYU, it has thrown a wrench into what their typical schedule would look like. And that's why this game against Boise State is so big for them. Unlike in most seasons, they don't have a lot of the high-profile opponents that they would have in a normal calendar. Looking at their schedule to this point, we mentioned they're 7-0, but their wins to this point at Navy against Troy, Louisiana Tech, Texas San Antonio, at Houston, which is a pretty good one, Texas State, and Western Kentucky. So not exactly a murderer's row. And there are two games after this one against North Alabama, not exactly the most high-profile of matchups, and against San Diego State, which, to be fair, that's a pretty good challenge. Keep in mind, BYU, an independent team, not in a Group of Five conference, which means their path to a New Year's Six Bowl has to be a traditional one, not just being the best of the Group of Five, because they're not in the Group of Five. So to have any shot of that, you'd think, of course they'd have to beat Boise State. But then BYU would have to be the biggest Boise State fan moving forward and hoping they're ranked as highly as possible because this is going to be the game for BYU as their marquee win if they can get it. And on the Boise State side, the same argument applies. This could be the biggest win that they have on the docket. The difference is Boise State has proven in recent years that they belong in the conversation amongst the best teams in college football. The Broncos don't have to answer the question, are they for real? For BYU, that is absolutely the question heading into this week. We get an answer for how real the Cougars are. Many on the outside seem to think their quarterback, Zach Wilson, is for real. You can't click on an article describing the Heisman Trophy race without seeing Wilson's name in it. The numbers have been that good this season. Completing 75% of his passes, already over 2,000 yards in the seven games, 19 touchdowns to just two picks. And one of the things that makes Zach Wilson such a fascinating member of this rivalry, it's not only the fact that he's putting up those kind of numbers, it's the fact that at one point, Bronco fans thought he would be putting up those numbers wearing blue and orange. Wilson is a former Boise State commit who ended up flipping to BYU right near the end of the process. So Bronco head coach, Brian Harson knows all about Wilson's resume.
2: Well, I think he's really elevated his game. Uh, When when he came here and we got a chance to spend time with him at our camp, uh, I was able to work with him personally. And, you know, he was, he was a, an unknown at the time, but he's got a really good, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder when he came here and, and he did work hard and he performed well at our camp. Um, I thought he threw the ball well then. And he's just, you know, naturally, some guys can just spin it, right? You just see that, that they've got that ability that they can, they've always been able to throw. And I think he's athletic. His footwork, his mechanics, uh, throws the ball well. Uh, he's obviously got athletic ability to escape and evade rushers, move the pocket, um, hurt you with his legs running. And I think he's, he's shown a lot of accuracy this season.
1: And those are the traits that NFL scouts are certainly taking notice of. In fact, if you take a survey of some of the most recent mock drafts and where they have Zach Wilson for the 2021 draft, uh, pro football focus has him as the number three overall pick, not a third rounder. I'm talking about first round number three overall. Um, Other websites like CBS Sports have him as an early first-rounder. Bleacher Report, in fact, has him being the next New England Patriots first-round pick. So the hype is there. Uh, The traits are there. The tools are there. And he will be on the blue coming up on Friday. So that brings up the question. Where does Zach Wilson rank amongst the top quarterback types that Boise State has faced in the last few years? Boise State has faced their fair share of quarterbacks who have been drafted in the NFL over the past few years. Last year, it was Utah State's Jordan Love who ended up going in the first round to the Green Bay Packers. The hype train that was Josh Allen from Wyoming was a Bronco opponent for the uh, prior couple of years before that. Can't forget about the bowl game in 2017 where Boise State took on Oregon and Justin Herbert leading the way for the Ducks. And earlier on in that season, Boise State took on Washington State and their starting quarterback, Luke Falk, ended up being an NFL draft pick. The good news is Boise State has tended to do very well against those top tier quarterbacks. The Broncos dominated Utah State last year, and Jordan Love struggled. Josh Allen's last meeting against Boise State went very poorly after he did beat the Broncos the year prior. Justin Herbert got blitzed in that bowl game in 2017, and Boise State took home the Vegas Bowl prize. And Luke Falk in that game earlier on in the season got knocked out of the game. Boise State ended up losing in overtime, but the backup quarterback led Washington State to the victory. Now, for me personally, I don't get to be on the sidelines very much for football games. I'm usually in the broadcast booth under normal non-COVID circumstances. But I was the sideline reporter for the radio broadcast of the Idaho Potato Bowl in 2018, and that's when I got my up-close-and-personal look at Zach Wilson. And boy, did he showcase everything he had. And that was one of the more impressive performances that I've seen up close. Remember, that was the Potato Bowl where he set a record, a perfect 18 for 18, 317 yards Four touchdowns, no picks, and BYU crushed Western Michigan by a score of 49-18. to So yeah, that was one of my first impressions of Zach Wilson, and it looks like he's just gotten better since. And that to me is what puts him in a different level of danger than a lot of the recent high-profile type quarterbacks that Boise State has faced and had very good success against. Josh Allen and Jordan Love were more tools guys than straight production guys, and in fact, for both of those players in their last year, it was not as successful on the field from a numbers point of view, and really from a team success point of view, than those quarterbacks had the year prior to their final year. Justin Herbert was another one where you could see the skills, but this was earlier on in his college career where You didn't necessarily think he had put it all together, but you could absolutely see why in the next year he would become one of the more hyped quarterbacks. So with that in mind, I do think the closest comparison of the quarterbacks that I'd mentioned for Zach Wilson, where he is at this stage, is when Boise State took on Luke Falk and Washington State. The difference is that Falk was just in this offense that boosted his numbers, of course, with Mike Leach over there leading the way at Washington State. He was in that air raid, and of course, the quarterback in that system, usually no matter who it is, is going to put up numbers. BYU's recent quarterbacks, it's absolutely not the same story. It's not a product of the system. This is a product of Wilson being one of the more talented passers in all of college football. That's what makes this situation for Boise State unique, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they handle something like this the odds say really ever since andy avalos was the boise state defensive coordinator and now with jeff schmetting leading the way it's kind of been the same thing if the opponent comes in with something that they're known for a high profile player or a particular style whatever it is they do such a great job of scouting it and taking it away and making it perform at a much lower level than you're typically accustomed to seeing that player or scheme perform at can they do the same against byu That would go a long way to getting the victory on Friday night. Speaking of quarterbacks, Boise State has an interesting situation on their hands when it comes to the starting signal caller. If you remember last week, Boise State's QB1, Hank Bachmeyer, did not travel to the game at Air Force, which meant it was up to backup QB Jack Sears to fill the void, and he went off. 17 for 20, 280 yards, three touchdowns, including a 75-yard bomb on the first play of the game to C.T. Thomas to put the Broncos in front. We had Jalen Henderson, the former Boise State backup quarterback, on the podcast earlier on in the week, and he gushed about Jack Sears' performance. If you missed that podcast, check it out on the Bronco Sports Podcast Network feed in the most recent episode of Off the Blue. So with Hank being the quarterback in game one and putting up great numbers, Jack Sears in game two performing excellently, where does that leave the quarterback situation for game number three? Well, Coach Brian Harson, yeah, he's a smart dude. So he wasn't going to reveal anything keeping his cards close to the vest during his media availability this week. But what it does is add some mystery to the quarterback situation and leave BYU with a little bit of something to think about. And as a Bronco fan, you have to feel comfortable about that quarterback position, no matter who amongst those two is getting the start. While neither of the QBs have too much experience starting in college football, Sears with his background as a former USC player and Bachmeier with his high pedigree and his toughness, you have a feeling that quarterback won't be the position that holds Boise State back. And is there a more important year to have depth? at that quarterback position than this season in college football. Absences are more unpredictable than ever. And I know it's a cliche, coaches love to use next man up. That next man, we've seen it throughout college football, has been dependent on more this year than ever. And with that in mind, next man up. It's not just the quarterback position where Boise State showcases that mentality. And it highlights how they prepare for games. Whether they're as big as this one against BYU or just any of the other ones that are on the schedule. Talented starting running back George Halani got hurt in that Air Force game. And number two running back Andrew Van Buren, hey, he needs a break sometimes. Coach Harson told a great story about the number three RB on the depth
2: chart, Tyler Crow. Always being ready. Uh Tyler Crow. I'll just tell you guys so Andrew went out and we had called a screen and Tyler Crow went in and there's on the plane afterwards, he was the first one on the plane and I was in there before him. And I said, hey, nice job. And he said, I heard you were a little concerned when I went in and I said, you're absolutely right. I was concerned because I had no idea if you knew that play because I don't think he repped it one time. But here's the thing about Tyler Crow and a lot of our guys, he was so locked in at practice, focused, And this was a pretty technical play. You know, the way we had to run it, um, it was kind of a disaster in practice, and we had to really just get it just right. And he went in there and and did it better. For all
1: these reasons and a whole lot more, I find it very interesting that Boise State is technically an underdog for this game at home against BYU. It would be one thing if the Broncos were traveling on the road and – We're playing in an environment with fans there, and we saw last year when Boise State suffered their only hiccup before the bowl game when they suffered the loss against BYU, how the crowd and having a backup quarterback played a big factor for Boise State getting the loss. This one's at home, and I know there isn't going to be a bunch of fans, 30,000 plus at Albertson Stadium for this but it's still the familiar and friendly confines of that blue turf. I find it hard to believe that BYU has proven enough, and I know they're 7-0, and and coaches are supposed to say every win's a great win, but it's not like they've had the most difficult of schedules. They've run the score up when they've had to run the score up to impress all the people who just look at box scores. I get it. But there's nothing from the Boise State side that has shown that they have really any significant flaws through the first couple of weeks and anything that would set off red alarm bells that this isn't a team that is at the standard that we're typically accustomed to seeing Boise State be at. So I flipped the argument. If Boise State had started the college football season when everybody else who did not have the delay started the college football season like BYU and if Boise State had the schedule of at Navy, home versus Troy, home versus Louisiana Tech, home versus Texas San Antonio, at Houston, home against Texas State and home against Western Kentucky do I have any reason to think that Boise State wouldn't be 7 and 0 facing that exact schedule I absolutely think Boise State would be 7 and 0 facing that exact schedule so knowing those two things in my mind to have the broncos as the underdog at home against byu i think is kind of crazy i think it's absurd and i think boise state knows this is a chance to prove some people wrong and show the nation who they're about And it's a nationally televised primetime game on a Friday night. They're going to be wearing their all-blacks. That gets them fired up. I know it's one of the players' favorite jersey combinations. So, you know, they're going to be absolutely ready to go in this game to show that, hey, making them an underdog against BYU while Boise State is undefeated and hasn't shown any flaws uh, through their two games, I think that's crazy, as I said before. And more importantly, I think that feeds Boise State. Now, before we get to my official prediction on the game, I wanted to go into why I just love this series that Boise State and BYU have signed up for. It's my favorite game annually that Boise State plays, the one against BYU. And yes, in my mind, I think of this matchup as a rivalry. And I know it's not a conference game. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Hey, Chris, how do you consider this to be the most fun game? This doesn't even have real stakes every year because it's not a conference game. Okay, but there's teams in the conference that you don't face every year. In fact, I don't like how the Mountain West has structured their divisions to make it so that Boise State is in the opposite division of both Nevada and Fresno State and also San Diego State, which could develop into a rivalry if they played each other more. BYU, unlike those teams, is on the Broncos' schedule every year thanks to the series that they signed up for. And I really do think you need to face a team every year to get those feelings of a rivalry brewed up, right? I know the old rivalries that Boise State has had, whether it's the matchup against Idaho or whether it's the Fresno State one or the Nevada one, but when you don't face the team every single year, those intense feelings – They start to die out. They start to get neutered because you need the flame of seeing that team on the other sideline every single year to get you riled up. BYU has that, being on the schedule every single year, alternating home and away every single year. The second thing that I think helps a rivalry is it being a regional game. And Boise State, BYU, it's a drivable game. It's regional. You don't have to hop on a plane. You can make that drive from Boise to Provo in about five hours. You can make that drive up from Provo to Boise. And we've seen it plenty of times. And think I saw one of the storylines for this week is the fact that Uh, There's no BYU fans who are going to be allowed at the game, so there's no Cougars fans who can make that drive up from Provo to Boise and sit in the stands for this matchup this season. That's going to be unfortunate because it's one of the things that it's fun to watch in the stands, that the BYU uh, family tickets that they get, that section is really engaged. And then it's also the fact that BYU is a national brand. That really has an input regionally in this area and it's so fun in this city when you can be in a neighborhood and one house has a BYU flag and the next house has the Boise State flag or even in the same driveway you see a BYU bumper sticker car and a Boise State bumper sticker car. Right, You have the fact that their neighbor or your coworker or your best friend could be a fan of BYU while you're a diehard Bronco fan. Those are the things that make up a special rivalry, and we have that, and it gets stoked because they play each other every year. And I can tell the passion is there. Now, the passion from Bronco Nation is there for every game, but we have to be honest, it gets ramped up a little bit When it's BYU week, I hosted the sports talk show for, you know, six years, which isn't that long for uh, to get a real perspective of the historical level of the different rivalries that Boise State has had over the decades. But it's enough to get the flavor of the temperature of the moment. And there was no other week that brought out the intensity of the audience, whether it was on social media, Facebook, Twitter, text messages phone calls you could just sense it it had a little bit more bite. it meant a little bit more to every listener the engagement was just so much higher so yes there is something about the BYU game where the results matter they matter even if it doesn't go into the column of your conference record. And the conference record is what's really important because that gives you a chance to play in the conference championship game. And that's what gives Boise State an opportunity to play in a New Year's Six Bowl game. But there could be years like last year where BYU is your biggest obstacle to getting to a New Year's Six game, and I think that was the case last season. And looking at the schedule, I think it – is favored to be the case this year. If the Broncos win this one, they will have a path that makes you think that they could be New Year's Six bowling if the New Year's Six looks anything like it has before. Again, it's the COVID era, so you could ever get too far ahead. And BYU, for one of the rare times, again, they won't get the New Year's Six path that the group of five gets, but they have their eyes set on the playoffs too. And if the Broncos are the team that gives them their first L and return the favor from last year when BYU gave Boise State its first L. I can't wait to see the interactions between coworkers uh, coming up that following Monday. It would be something to witness. It also helps that when these teams play, the games are just memorable. They've had some classics. And one of the things that I wanted to do towards the end of this podcast and before the prediction is go through some of the classic memories between Boise State and BYU when the matchup since this series has renewed. And I do think most people regard the 2012 matchup between the squads as the best one. And I'll admit, I wasn't in Boise yet. This was in 2012, so I was about a year away uh, from being a member of Bronco Nation, if you will. But uh, this was the one where it was a 7-6 to six defensive struggle and the Boise State-only score came on defense when Mike Atkinson had that pick six, that 36-yard interception return. And BYU's only point of the game came late when Taysom Hill, who, again, was there forever, it seems, uh, the Idaho native Taysom Hill, uh, had that touchdown run late in the fourth and instead of kicking the extra point, BYU thought this was their best chance to win the game. And the Broncos broke up the pass and Boise State 7-6 to in an absolute knockdown, slug it out contest got the victory. And a lot of Boise State fans are still talking about that win. 2018 was another classic between the two teams. And we mentioned Zach Wilson quite a bit Earlier on in the podcast, this game in 2018 was Wilson's first road start. And remember, it was against a team he decommitted from in Boise State uh, to go to BYU. Boise State took the 14-0 lead before BYU crawled back to score the game's next 13 the game would be played in that one-score radius throughout the rest of it in a lower-scoring second half. Madison put the Broncos up eight with a rushing touchdown, but after a BYU field goal to cut it to a five-point deficit, the Cougars had the ball clock winding down inside the 10, Boise State needing a stop in the biggest of ways, and Scaly Gahan, who's still a member of this Boise State defense, came through. Igehan sacked Wilson, the clock kept running, the clock ran out, and Boise State ran to the locker room with a close, tight victory against the Cougars. But my favorite game between Boise State and BYU came in 2016. All right, for a little bit of context here, Boise State coming into this game 6-0 6-0 and undefeated just like last year they came into the game against BYU undefeated just like this year they're coming into the game against Boise or against BYU undefeated and uh, BYU is coming into this game against Boise State undefeated but uh, back in 2016 it was just the Broncos who were 6-0 and uh, facing off against the Cougars this game was on a Thursday night this was one of those weeknight primetime games a late start with the kickoff time again on a Thursday night at 8.21 local time. This was also the time where I was doing the morning show for KTIK. And this game lasted until well after midnight. 12.20 in fact was the end time of this game. And with this being on a weeknight, a Thursday night for that matter, it meant I had the morning show on the Friday morning. I'm also the host of the post game show for Bronco football, which usually lasts about two hours after the game. So that's the context for what this Thursday night was. It was a crazy situation heading in, and it was a crazy game that matched the moment. So Boise State scored the first two touchdowns, 14 to nothing. Like a lot of these games, they take early leads, but. The Broncos gave the lead away in one of the most crazy ways. Okay, a BYU field goal. That's normal. You're up 14-3 to still. Brett Ripon, who was Boise State's quarterback, all-conference caliber. We know how great he is, but he threw pick sixes, two of them in a quarter. A 59-yard pick six and then a 50-yard pick six. Fred Warner, Diane Lake. And all of a sudden, thanks to those pick sixes, Boise State is behind right before the half. But they score right before the half with Rippon bouncing back and finding Sed Wilson, who, by the way, is having a great year with the Dallas Cowboys this year, and Boise State up before halftime. The second half maybe a little bit less wild, but it still had Taysom Hill, who's the quarterback for BYU, so you know there'd be some circus acts with him at quarterback in the way that he played. He scored a go-ahead touchdown in the third quarter to make it 24-21, And the Cougars tacked on a field goal to take a six-point lead in the fourth. The Broncos, though, with 10 minutes to go, got a go-ahead score with Jeremy McNichols scoring from four yards out. 28-27, but still 10 minutes left. You think there's going to be more scoring. And, in fact, BYU puts themselves in a position for a potential, and it looked like, a game-winning field goal. But Boise State blocks the kick. You could tell I'm getting a little bit excited just talking about this. But David Moa blocked the 44-yard attempt, preserving a Boise State win late night Thursday night. One of the wilder postgame shows to keep the perfect record alive. Uh, doing the post game show until about 2:33 in the morning having the morning show uh, the next morning where we're yelling and screaming about the same game how crazy it was uh, slept at the station for maybe a couple hours in between the uh, late night game and the post game show and the morning show the next day just a memorable night. Uh indeed for me and for a lot of Boise State fans, for me, my favorite moment of the Boise State BYU recent games, I guess from 2013 on. All of that to lead to my prediction for this game. Of course I'm going to go Boise State with it, but I think this is going to be high scoring. I really undersold the score, by the way, last week in the Boise State Air Force game. I, I predicted the score to be much lower than it ended up being. I wasn't even close. Although, of course, I did pick a Boise State win. I'm going win here. I'm going Broncos 38, Cougars 35. Of course, it has to come down right to the end. And it being a dramatic game for Fox Sports to get themselves into the rivalry. This is the first time that they're picking up the game after ESPN for all those years. Having the home games for both Boise State and BYU. Uh, This one going to Fox Sports 1. They get a great taste of what this in my opinion, rivalry is all about, where both teams score a lot. Broncos get off to a great start. Defense lets the lead slip into the third quarter. It's up to the Broncos to come from behind. It's hard to have individuals who I think are going to stand out because I don't really know who's going to be the starting quarterback. And I'm not 100% sure what the running back picture is going to look like. But what I am pretty confident in, as long as you you can be confident in the COVID era of who's playing, I think this is a game for Khalil Shakir to have the breakout moment. I mean, he's been awesome before. Don't get me wrong, but this is where he really establishes himself as one of the premier receiving weapons within the Mountain West. Not just catching the ball, but using those jet sweeps and those end-arounds to use that perimeter to the advantage that Boise State can have. They used a perimeter against BYU in the past. It's usually one of their go-to sets using the outside against the Cougars, and I think they'll do it effectively – in this game so Shakir leads them in receiving has a big carry as well and the Broncos win the game 38 to 35 and with that it wraps up the podcast for this week all about Boise State versus BYU yes a game this big deserves a podcast in itself all dedicated to previewing uh, what should be the game of the year for Boise State football Once again, if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, and we're on iHeartRadio. You can also find the podcast at its own page at Broncosports.com. Again, search for the Broncosports Podcast Network on all those podcast platforms Subscribe, rate, and review. You can send your predictions to me on Twitter at Chris Lewis tweet. I'll be sure to uh, follow back and give a couple of thoughts that I have on your predictions. This has been the episode of Off the Blue with Chris Lewis, part of the Broncos Sports Podcast Network, and powered by
0: Learfield IMG College. We'll talk next time.